for one crime peeps what it up what's up low um nothing <laughs> i like it she's honest um i'm over at low's house tonight and her and the hubs made me some dinner as they do <laughs> so we had some chicken we had some yummy veggies and this delicious what is it, German potato dish that I will never get over because it's so amazingly good? I actually got the recipe from a friend of mine, and last time I was there, I told her, I was like, your recipe has gone viral at my house. It is literally called, caused fights between Kay and her man. Yep. Because, well, he's a typical man and didn't share the leftovers. No, um, didn't even ask. I just, they were gone. <laughs> I didn't so, get any. Kay is here tonight without her man. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm not bringing some home from tonight. He could have came. He didn't. I'm enjoying him. Yeah. That's it. I'm like, do not do not send me with any for him <laughs> because he doesn't deserve any. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kind of. Um, he's but not gonna, He's not going to listen to You're right. So he he's, doesn't listen, so it doesn't our matter. Our doesn't listen, don't listen to our show. We're, we have such supportive partners. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it works out in our benefit because we could talk about things like this and they won't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a therapy session. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Um, but yeah, so I am happily, my tummy is happy right now with having that. Um, also, hmm, anything new with you or not really? Not a whole lot. Um, I did watch something. I mean, I can say it or... I was just going to put something together and put it for the show. I'm thinking maybe I should wait. Yeah, do the surprise factor for us. Get the people on their toes. Like, what is it? What is it? I know what it is, guys. Not to brag, but <laughs> I know what she's talking about. <laughs> um, I am a little shocked and bewildered. Um, I seen on my Snap Spotlight, so then I Googled it to see if I seeing correctly what I'm seeing, and that they had a confession of the John Brene murder, but it doesn't feel like it's gone, like, viral across the world. Yes. I saw it on TikTok, somebody talking about it. It was, like, at 2 a.m. Yeah, mine was the Snap Spotlight or whatever. I'm like, why is this not all over the place? Like, all over Facebook, all over Google. Like, it should be, like, a top news story if it's legit. So I'll have to Google and find out. Maybe they're waiting to see if it really is true. Yeah. But I'm surprised that's not, like, breaking news across the world. Because that's a huge story. Like, one of the top crime stories of all time. Yes. So the fact that... It's not even being, like, widely discussed or even posted about is really confusing. And we didn't do that one as much as we're in support of trying to find the truth, but it's been done so many times. Yeah. I feel like we don't really have anything to add to it. We would just be, like, a broken record because there's not any new information, at least. I mean, maybe there is now, but, like, really there's nothing new to go off of or to, like, talk about, really. And, I mean, I know a lot of the stories that we tell have been told before, but... I feel at least they're just getting it back out on the news if they're unsolved or they're just... Right. And that one's, like, so huge. I feel like everybody and their mother knows about that one. Like Kind of like the other one. Um, and I don't think I could do it any better at Big Try... Big... Big Mad True Crime. Thank you. You're welcome. I got you. <laughs> Sorry, Heather It's Ashley. late, guys. It's late. She knows. She loves... I love the Heather Ashley. She's a bad bitch. Oh, yeah. 
and um, she did a case. The um, the Shannon Christopher Watts. Yes, and the way she delivered it. Yeah, and then the, she did the the mom talk interview and then the book. I don't think we could do a better job than her. I loved her. Oh yeah, tenacity with it. So I'm like. And Crime Junkies done. Everybody's done it. Yeah. I mean, that one was also really huge. And it's such a sick turning. Like, that's one of the stories that made me cry when mm -hmm. I listened to it. Yeah. So I just kind of leave it to the big dogs. Yeah. Nobody can, I don't think, do it better than Heather Ashley. So hats off to you, lady. Nobody can really probably ever do anything better than her. (laughs) (laughs) She is, like, top, top tier. Um, I did go and see a movie the other day called The Sound of Freedom. I don't know if you've heard of it. That's the one Lisa wanted us to go see on her birthday that oh, yes. bailed on. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. So she bailed on us to go watch it on herself. <laughs> it was a different day. It wasn't the same day. <laughs> um, I heard that it is very heart-wrenching, um, but it is very informationally good to watch that Mel Gibson did this very well. Um, but no, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Now, from what I was thinking, I thought it was a documentary at first, but it's not. It's like a scripted movie, but based on true events. And I was very prepared to be like sobbing the entire time. And while I will say it is extremely sad and I did cry at a couple of parts like I did, I think I was expecting. And I don't even I don't even like to say this because it was still it's sad and it's like a sensitive topic, but I was expecting it to be like horrifyingly sad. So I will say it's not as bad as you are probably thinking as far as like what you're gonna watch. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm trying to disclaim it, but um, but yeah, it was it was good and it had a lot of information. It was eye opening and it was really freaking sad uh if you guys don't know it's um about um child sex trafficking and a true story of um, a man who he helped along with other people to like save thousands like hundreds of children in a sex trafficking situation um in a different country so yeah sad story kind of happy ending i mean you know, because it's still happening. It's not, like, fully solved. There's still so many children in that situation, which just makes me feel, like, sick. I, the part that made me most sad was when they had, like, um, clips of real things happening. And that just, like, made me really sad. So bring the tissue box with you if you go and see it. Gotcha. Me and Lisa watched something else. Um, but, again, I kind of have that in my back pocket. Um, so when we log off this, remind me to talk to you about that. Lo is so mysterious this episode. I love it. <laughs> um, mysterious. Mysterious. Mysterious, <laughs> girl. See what I did there? I did. I liked it. <laughs> um, shout out to Dax and Monica before we get started. Whoop, whoop shout out i've been listening to a lot of their anonymous episodes those are currently my favorite episodes of their repertoire so i did not finish because i was in the middle of a drive and i had to get out of the car but i was listening to pranks gone wrong but yes i listened to that one freaking loved it hilarious 
So yeah, if you guys don't listen to that, you sh really should because it's, I don't even know, it's top tier entertainment when you're just like sitting and doing something or driving or whatever. It's, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, let's get into today's story. Um, if you guys don't know what that song comes from, it is from, it's the theme song of the Sons of Anarchy show. And that is today's topic of discussion. Now, not specifically Sons of Anarchy, but one of the actors from that show, um, he was involved in a Hollywood murder suicide type situation so it's kind of crazy kind of bizarre but we're gonna get into it did you watch some of anarchies i did not my dad watched it my cousin watched it he actually named his dog after one of the characters jacks because he loved the show so much so i feel Jack's like i tell her bum 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 <laughs> um you, you does so much jack teller ass in that <laughs> Just watch it for that. Um, I watched it once, all the way through. Um, it gave me so much anxiety. Really? Oh my god! I loved the show, but um, and forgive me because I can't remember her real name right now. But uh, Peg Bundy. Okay. Um, she was also the mom in Pitch Perfect. You know what I'm talking about? The mom in Pitch Perfect. She played somebody's mom in Pitch Perfect. Oh, okay. I don't know. Do you know who Peg Bundy is? No. Lo just showed me a picture. I do know who she is now. Katie Seville. Sorry, I drew a blank on the name, okay? I can remember faces more so than names sometimes. Um, I love her. I loved her as Peg Bundy. I loved her in Pitch Perfect. I love her in most shit that she does. This one, she was evil really yeah she played jack's mom and she had no shits to give and whew, she stressed me out like i love the show but i'm eating popcorn and tums oh my gosh <laughs> like your description is like do i want to watch it or do i not my, I... No, my brother loved it he's watched the series like probably four times okay like, it doesn't bother some people. Like I mean, I mean, I'm probably being over dramatic. Seriously, your girl but, has anxiety issues already, so I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe it would trigger me in the same way it triggered you. Okay, I mean, a little over dramatic, <laughs> but it was definitely not for the faint heart. I'm just saying that. Okay, all right. So I have to be in a specific state of mind to watch it. Then I probably violent-y. Okay. All right. So like once a week, once a month, actually. No, I'll, I won't be that dramatic. You know, when Aunt Flo comes to town and I'm in a raging mood, that's when I'll sit down and watch it. Oh, poor Brett. <laughs> I'll make sure he's not there for the for the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I never saw it. I kind of want to, especially now after learning about the story. Um, yeah. So the topic of conversation of today is one of the actors who was on the show 
Johnny Lewis. So kind of just to give a brief synopsis and like background on who Johnny was. His full name was Jonathan Kendrick Lewis. He was born October 29th, 1983. Um, he was kind of known in Hollywood as Johnny K or Johnny K Lewis. Um, he was best known for playing Kip in Half Sack in the first two seasons of Sons of Anarchy. Um, he was also known for some other TV roles, such as Gilby in The Sausage Factory, which I've never seen. And then he played someone named Pierce Chase in Quintuplets, which I feel like I saw that. That sounds so familiar, but I don't know 100% sure. <laughs> um, and he was also in child dress in the OC. Welcome to the OC, bitch. Yeah, so he did that as well. That's my gig. Yep, and he did Aliens vs. Predator, um, Felon, and The Runaways. So those were kind of his main things that he was known for in the acting world. Um, now, kind of on a personal note for him, after he sustained some head trauma from a motorcycle accident back in 2011... Johnny was then arrested three times between 2011 to 2012 um, because he was kind of spiraling, going down a dark path. And we'll kind of get into that in those specifics. So his early life, Johnny grew up, uh, he like grew up in the L.A. neighborhoods of North Hollywood and Sherman Oaks. So he grew up in the scene, you know, I feel like he was surrounded by actors and actresses and everybody trying to get famous. He was the middle child of Michael and Devona Lewis. And funny enough, because me and Lo were talking about this earlier uh, on a side note, Ooh, but ding, ding. yeah, ding, ding, ding. So both of his parents were actually practicing Scientologists. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he, Lewis himself, he was a Scientologist for most of his life. Um, and after he finished school, Johnny left home at the age of 18 to fully pursue his acting career. He knew he wanted to be an actor, and he just went for it. Perfect spot to be, too, to grow up in that area, I feel like. Because I feel like it's an even bigger commitment for actors. Like, if I wanted to be an actress... I grew up in Michigan to like fully commit and move out there with no money and like no prospects. At least he lived out there already. You know what I mean? So it was a little less of a leap of faith. Two letters for you. KB. That's true. That is true. We love KB. and DS. Yep. That is true. If they can do it, maybe <laughs> I can do it. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to be an actress. Um, <laughs> I feel like I would be horrible. But yeah, those are two good examples. Uh, I'm just saying, they made a little name for themselves. Just a know? little bit, you know, <laughs> nothing crazy, nothing major. <laughs> um, so kind of once he threw himself full throttle into the acting world, he started making TV appearances, you know, here and there while he was in his late teens. He had some guest starring roles. Um, for example, he was in Boston Public, The Guardian, and American Dreams, among a few others. 
Um, I feel like that's how a lot of actors start. They do little guest appearances, like one episode here and there, commercial here and there, and that's kind of how they... Law and Order, SVU, CSI. I swear, if you're a big actor, you've been in those shows for like one episode. I feel like that's how you get started. (laughs) It's almost like you're... uh tryouts to see if you can make it we'll give you a spot on yeah law and order and see if you can cut it if your episode's good on svu then maybe we'll give you a movie deal (laughs) um so he made his first feature film debut in the year 2004 um in the song or in the movie raise your voice which is hilarious because i was obsessed with that movie when i was like however old i was I was obsessed with it. Um, He then followed that up with Miramax Films' Underclassmen in 2005. And he co-starred as Pierce Chase, which was one of five siblings on the Fox series Quintuplex. Um, So, yeah. The Razor Voice was kind of his big thing at the time. He was starring alongside Hilary Duff, my childhood queen (laughs) like i still think she's a queen to this day um anyways he also guest starred in four episodes of the nickelodeon tv series drake and josh um he played a guy named scotty who was one of drake's bandmates um and yeah again he was chilly on the oc um and he had some guest spots during the fifth season of smallville Hmm. drake and josh Drake's another one, or was it Josh? It was Drake. We like okay. jo- we like Josh. Drake is shady. So maybe they were friends. Maybe there's a connection here. Yeah, that's how they both got started. <laughs> they met on the set of Nickelodeon. Um. So yeah, he was definitely working. He had gotten all these roles, getting into it, getting into the flow of things, getting his name out there. Um, He also starred in the film Magic Valley, which premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival, which is a pretty big deal because that's like a big, widely known film festival. And then his big breakout role happened. One of his main top roles that everybody knew, he became very well known for this role as Biker Kip Half Sack Epps in the first two seasons of Sons of Anarchy. So that's kind of where he led up to. Some things about his personal life. Fun fact, which I didn't know, he actually dated the singer Katy Perry from 2005 to 2006. You will feel like a plastic bag. Lowe's giving us a little karaoke performance. Just for the record, no, I've never felt like a plastic bag. Good. You shouldn't. <laughs> I'm glad you haven't experienced that. <laughs> um, so they had a little fling there for a minute. Um, in mid-2009, he learned that he and his then-girlfriend, actress Diane Gaeta, they were expecting a baby. Um, sadly, the couple did split up by April 6th in 2010 when their daughter, her name was Cola May, was born. But they briefly attempted sharing a residence. Um, didn't work out because they were having their own issues. So Johnny eventually just moved out. Um, you know, they had a long and painful custody battle. And sadly, Johnny lost the battle. So he kind of was 
going through a tough time there with his family life. Now, although Johnny was raised in like a Jewish oriented household, his family, like I had said, had also practiced Scientology. Um, his parents actually received the highest available level within the Church of Scientology, which is called the Operating the Tan Level 8 or OT8, which is, I, from what I've seen on documentaries of Scientology, that shit's got to be hard to do because they don't mess around in Scientology. There's so many obstacles and so many things and courses and classes and jobs that you have to do to obtain the highest available level is a pretty big deal, I feel like, in the Scientology world. So they were, like, deep in it. Um, and Johnny actually starred in Scientology training films and endorsed the Scientology drug rehabilitation group, Narconin. Um, so he was deep in it as well, working with them. You know, he, he was kind of getting his acting chops, like working with them too, doing their training videos. Um, however, he did eventually leave Scientology in his early 20s, which from, again, what I've seen and heard, cannot be an easy thing to do. It is not easy to just leave the Church of Scientology, especially when your family is that high up in it. And... Because I've watched, like, Leah Remedy, you know? I was just going to say, she got some shit for leaving. Yeah, they, they don't make it easy. They kind of try and make your life miserable. And also, they don't let your family speak to you anymore if you leave and they stay. So, like, I don't know exactly how his relationship was with his parents after he left the church. If they didn't speak to him anymore. Or, like, what the situation was. But, um, yeah... Kind of, it seems after he had left the church, his life kind of started spiraling downwards, sadly. Um, but that's kind of when he was getting into more dark, dark things happening. So I think kind of probably with the stress of having a baby and not working out with the baby's mother and then the legal battles, him losing you know, custody and everything, and then leaving the church and possibly losing contact with his family, I'm sure, was not a a great thing. And then he did get a head injury in a motorcycle accident, which he was having issues with that. So sadly for Johnny, he was not, you know, he was not thriving like he probably was before all of this happened. So with all that said, he did you know, run into some legal troubles. Um, he was arrested three times between 2011 and 2012, which that's kind of a lot, three times within one year to be arrested. So in January of 2012, he had struck two men in the head with a bottle while he was engaged in a fight. Um, he pleaded no contest to charges of assault with a deadly weapon in the case. And the second arrest came about six weeks after the first with Johnny accused of attempting to break into a woman's home. Um, he also completed, excuse me, he also pleaded no contest in that case as well. And 
considering the cases, a probation official expressed that he was very concerned for the well-being of not only the community, but that of Johnny himself. He said that, you know, Johnny was suffering a lot from mental health issues as well as chemical dependency and that he would continue to be a threat to any community that he would reside in. Um, so basically, he was just saying, like, Johnny's not in a good state of mind. He's not a safe human He's not a safe individual to be around, basically, is what he was, like, inferring. He's not stable. Yeah, definitely didn't sound like he was stable. Um, Johnny was released from Los Angeles County Jail on September 21st, 2012, um, just five days before even more craziness ensued. So, on October 30th, 2011 um that's when he had this like motorcycle accident that and then this was before those crimes had happened but they had some diagnoses come from that accident so through an mri um he scheduled it at least twice but johnny actually refused to take them i don't know why like i don't know i feel like if i was in a horrible accident and I got a head injury, I would definitely want an MRI. I, I don't really understand why he didn't want them, like why he refused to take them. I guess his father later stated that he pursued and encouraged psychiatric treatment for his son, um, but it was Johnny who refused to comply. Um, and from that point, Johnny started like manifesting and like seeing these bizarre illog illogical behaviors that really concerned a lot of people and really was kind of the driving factor in his legal troubles i think that the motorcycle accident really was the kick kickoff starting point for his like mental issues i mean i can only imagine when you get your head knocked knocked up so horribly you know it's bound to have issues especially if he didn't want to do anything to treat it yeah i don't know why he wanted i don't know if he was scared to find that there's no cure maybe or maybe he had um what is it uh when you don't like confined spaces oh like claustrophobia so maybe he is claustrophobic to go into the machine that's true i didn't even think about you that know, who knows his reasons yeah but... yeah i didn't even think about the claustrophobia thing that actually would make a lot of sense if that's what honestly that's like the only thing that would make sense to me why he wouldn't want an mri i don't know that or just finding out like unless he was scared that it was something bigger and if you don't know like, ignorance is bliss kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so he kind of was clearly suffering from that. Now, Bill Jensen, he reported in the Los Angeles magazine that Johnny's family and attorneys, they pushed for rehab for marijuana addiction to avoid trial. 
And when counselors were observing Johnny straight up reject this, they pursued rehab for alcoholism instead. Now, in early August of 2012, Johnny was in a good enough place. He was well enough to be granted provisional outpatient status after agreeing to be detained for time served. So he was assured that he would likely just spend a couple more days in jail. However, this did turn into about two more months of detention, which during that point, he did sadly suffer a severe downturn in health and not only his physical health, but his mental health. His spirits were just like very low um, during that extra two months of detention. Which I get, like, if you're not expecting to be... I mean, he's obviously gone through a lot so far. But then also, you're not expecting to be in jail for that long. And then it gets extended for that much longer. I'm sure that for sure takes a toll on your mental health. Yeah, I can imagine. So, Johnny was released from jail on September 21st, 2012. And from that point on, we're kind of going to get into the meat of this topic, the main event, if you will, I guess, um, of what happened. So investigators believe that Sons of Anarchy actor Johnny Lewis brutally killed his elderly landlord before falling to his death as he tried to escape police, whose sirens he heard approaching. So, it would have been weeks before police really kind of understood the cause of what they said was a violent rampage by Johnny, who was 28 at the time, that led to the death of his elderly landlord. Her name was Catherine Davis. She was an 81-year-old woman. Now, Davis died from blunt head trauma and strangulation, which comes from the preliminary findings from her autopsy. Um, So, yeah, she definitely, it was definitely murder that she died from. It wasn't like she fell and hit her head because she was older or something like that. It was definitely... um, foul play at hand so in this situation police did suspect that drugs were involved but LAPD commander Andrew Smith said we don't have any hard evidence that says he was on anything right now so they were kind of just going off of a hunch that he was on drugs now toxicology findings from the autopsy Um, which was conducted by the coroner, will be crucial to determining if the actor was under the influence of drugs, Smith added. Um, And it was expected to take at least a month before the report was done. Now, Smith said after bath salts, new drugs are coming out all the time and young people try new drugs all the time. That's, of course, one of the things that our detectives are going to look into, whether he was using that or if he was on anything else. No one saw what happened inside of that house where 
Davis, the homeowner, was found beaten to death, Smith said. The only witnesses were the man who owned the house next door and a painter who say that they were attacked by Johnny Lewis before that he before he fell to his own death. Other neighbors told police that they heard a woman's screams and glass breaking. There was a large pool of blood where police say Johnny's head crashed onto the pavement. Um, sorry to paint that kind of disturbing image, but it was in the driveway of the house that has for decades been the temporary home for actors and producers who visit Los Angeles to make movies. So she kind of rented it out. That was her thing to people in Hollywood, actors, producers, whoever, who are working on projects, but who didn't permanently live there. And they just wanted to like rent out the space. Um, the home is in Los Feliz neighborhood near Griffith Park on the eastern edge of the Hollywood district of Los Angeles. So the first officer that responded to a neighbor's 911 call, I mean, obviously immediately when he pulled up, he found Johnny Lewis dead in the driveway. The house appeared to have been ransacked with furniture broken, he said. Um, Davis was found dead on the second floor of the three-level house with her dead cat nearby in a gruesome scene, police said. So not only did this old woman die, but her, and Johnny, obviously, but her cat was dead as well. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't have caught that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, why? Why do we have, I mean, why kill the old lady? Obviously, I'm not in favor of that but why also do you have to kill the cat if you had beef with the old lady what did the cat do to you why do you have to kill the cat phoebe agrees she agrees with my statement so davis who she had lived in the home for decades like i said she typically rented to people in the movie industry um and they would come up there because It was just a really nice, quiet neighborhood, and it was a good place for them to rent instead of staying at, like, hotels or things like that. Um, Now, David Thereson, who he has serviced the home's garden fountain for five years, he said that, you know, Davis was a small woman. She really couldn't have been more than five foot three inches tall. She wasn't, like, a big aggressive lady or anything like that she was an old small woman um he says she was the happiest nicest lady i ever met in my life and he says i loved kathy that's so sad i mean and he just worked on the fountain so obviously she must have just been like a really sweet person yeah she probably you know when he showed up hi how are you would you like some cookies or lemonade yeah just always went outside probably to greet him and say hi just to right. make his day better. Yeah, definitely. So it's just sad that she had to get caught up in this. So at the time, Johnny was living in the home. Um, and it was on like a winding, narrow residential street on like the hillside. Um, kind of on the eastern edge of Hollywood. He was living there for about two weeks. 
While Los Angeles police wouldn't discuss his criminal history, um, CNN did obtain records of the two arrests in February on burglary and battery charges in Santa Monica, California, and no information was available on the status of those cases. So along with those first previous cases that I had talked about from 2011 to 2012, he did have this on his record as well. So clearly he was, I mean, he was a criminal. Like, you could just say it straight up. He was not making smart choices. He was hurting people and... Um, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't being a good person. Now, according to the internet, like, movie database, he was credited, obviously, with playing half-sack Epps in 26 episodes of the first two seasons, um, but his character was killed in the final of season two, the finale, um, the creator of the show, Kurt Sutter, he was kind of talking a lot on Twitter during this time, um, and he was doing like a lot of posting. He called Johnny Lewis's death a tragic end for an extremely talented guy who unfortunately had lost his way. He says, I wish I could say that I was shocked by the events last night, but I was not. I am deeply sorry that an innocent life had to be thrown into his destructive path. Yes, it's day of mourning, but it's also a day of awareness and gratitude. Sadly, some of us carry the message by dying. Um, and that week's episode of Sons of Anarchy um, is based on a violent motorcycle gang with graphic violence included the death of Opie, a major character. Um, he, the creator, noted the sad irony of it happening two days after Opie's death is not lost on me. So, again, I haven't seen the show, but apparently the timing of that episode paralleled a lot with um, Johnny Lewis's death and had a lot of similarities. So... Kind of, you know, even the creator of the show who worked super closely with Johnny even acknowledged that he was a good person, but he was on a dark path and going through stuff. So clearly he was making bad decisions and he even acknowledged that. Um, he told TV writer Alan Sepinall in an interview which was published in December that Johnny was not happy on the show. He says creatively he really wanted out of his contract. We had to we had ongoing conversations and we decided we'd find some noble way for him to go. Um so that's kind of how he ended up dying in the season 2 finale. So that's kind of all they have on it they didn't find like drugs or anything he obviously was the one that killed her they don't to this day know why he did it because there's no witnesses my assumption personally is that he was living in this house that she obviously lived in as well and at the time he was going through a lot 
of mental illness issues with his head injury and he was having a lot of chaotic episodes. So I don't know. I think the case is she was just wrong place, wrong time. In his way, he was obviously in a fit of rage and delusion and murdered her. And then he heard police sirens coming because the neighbors called the police when they heard her screaming. And he jumped out the window and killed himself. That and being on the bath salts, if that's a heavy drug. Mm -hmm. Who knows? She could have, you know, hurt him in distress, went to check on him. And in his hallucinated mind... She was something else or something else happened and he he didn't like realize what he did till after he did it. And then maybe he just remorse or guilt or I'm not going to prison, whatever it was. He was just so rock bottom and felt so failed at everything else that's been piling up. He probably just thought that was the better way out so he... Yeah. Jumped out. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, that or just pure panic of like, what did I just do? I don't even know. Let me just jump out the window. Like, I don't know if he was anticipating dying or if he was so messed up that he thought that if he jumped out the window, he would be able to run. But they were on the second floor. I don't know. I Really, it's sad to say, but like nobody knows what was going through his mind. Or what happened, but it's just very unfortunate that multiple lives were taken. Obviously, um, Kathy's life, her poor little cat's life, and then Johnny's life himself, you know. Um, Just because he was kind of in a dark place at that time in his life. But yeah, that was... It's just wild when you... I don't know, because when I like watch shows... And stuff like that. I don't ever look at the actor and think that they're like going to be a murderer in real life. You know what I mean? So like when a story like this comes out, it is kind of like, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, obviously. I don't know. I had my doubts on American Psycho. I'm just kidding. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I know. You never listen to Huey Lewis the same anymore after that. That's true. Can't ever erase that from your mind. (laughs) But yeah. I get what you're saying. Like. When you watch a show, you just think, wow, what a great show, what a great cast. Like, you tend to forget that they're real people who have issues in real life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then it kind of, hopefully, in a way, spreads awareness of, like, mental health needing to be addressed and, like, you know, drug abuse needing to be addressed so more things like this don't happen to people. Because, I mean, those two things come, I mean, those two things separately can have horrible outcomes, but combined is just like a disaster waiting to happen. Um, So most of this information came from CNN and Wiki um, and partly from Twitter. (laughs) But yeah, crazy story and especially crazy. I feel like if you did watch the show, I am thinking maybe watching it at some point, but like Lo said, I gotta be, I gotta be in the right state of mind. <laughs> you might take it differently than I did, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it is a, it is a good. I've heard a lot of people really like it, so it's gotta be, it's gotta be a good one. It is a great show, and obviously, 
hats off to these actors because the roles that they have to play, you're like... Right. And it's just one of those shows when you tune in, you never know, like, all bets are off. Yeah. Like, oh, what's going to happen, you know? I love those shows, so I feel like, all right, you might have just convinced me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, sad ending, but kind of just random story, I guess, in the world of Hollywood. Hollywood. But I will say, um, to me, Johnny Lewis's most iconic role was in Raise Your Voice with Hilary Dove. <laughs> I don't even think I've even heard of it. That one tops it for me. That was, I was obsessed with that movie as a child. So it's a classic. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. <laughs> I mean, I might have to put, you know... Hands down, the OC. I mean, you know me and the OC. That's true. You're probably, that's probably your top for his. <laughs> and then I moved to the OC. Yep, you did. Not Orange County, but Oakland County. The next, what, what? The next best thing, you know. <laughs> I can still say the OC. Exactly. <laughs> We're in the OC, bitches. <laughs> but yeah, um, and kind of to end this episode... Shout out to Kathy Davis, you sweet legend. (laughs) And her cat, whatever his name was. It didn't say, so I'm not sure. May you rest in peace. Yes. Hopefully you got your your bright, beautiful white wings. Yes. And hopefully your cat's there along with you. But yeah, that was today's story. Um, Short and sweet. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And catch us next week for a brand new story. HWC. HWC. Lo chanting us out. I love it. (laughs) All right. Well, we got to go. Stay creepy. Bye. Bye.